0: It's County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. Me, Christopher Ridgeway, over here. And First of all, we have to say thank you to our sponsor, Spinning Top.
1: We do. Uh, let me tell you, Martin, uh, in case you weren't aware, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it's either in two days, it's tomorrow, or it's today, or if you're listening on Sunday, you've already missed it. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's just after the match, it's in about half an hour. <laughs> it's the Legends Night on Saturday at the Spinning Top. I. This has been the biggest event in my calendar uh, ...for a long time now, knowing that this event is coming. Not only because it's just before Christmas... ...and you can really have your Christmas do with your county fans while you're there... ...but it's it's the Chester game, it's a bigger gate... ...it's Jim Gannon, Peter Ward, Mike Flynn, Alan Lord... ...Michael Raines is now coming as well. Um, if, if you are a Stockport County fan... ...the spinning top, the best pub in Stockport for Stockport County fans... ...is the perfect place to be. Go and get yourself a Christmas ale... Sit down, listen to you and I talk rubbish for 20 minutes about the game and about the, the other goings on around Stockport County and then listen to some fantastic stories from Peter Ward, Jim and Mike Flynn, Alan Lord and Michael Raines. That is why the Spinning Top's the best pub in Stockport.
0: And, you know, to be honest for a, for a minute and real, let's get real. Let's get real. Um, for you once. get, you know, there are Legends Nights. Obviously, the club works very hard in the community. People go out and talk and you get these, you know, and they're always a lot, they're always a lot of fun and, Fans love them, but it's very rare you get a lineup like that.
1: Yeah, this yeah. is this is uh, this is Wakestock. You know, this, yeah. this is uh, Woodstock. Sorry, this is <coughs> you know Jimi Hendrix and the Who and and, and all those other guys. That before I was it's born. the
0: Beatles, <coughs> Elvis, and Michael Jackson, and Level Seven event. <laughs> level Seven event, all on the same <laughs> bill.
1: <laughs> it, it is. You know, you you just the idea of Jim Gunn and Peter Ward and Mike Flynn. Um, being together, Jim Gannon, Peter Wood, and Alan Lord, the Wembley trio reunited. Michael Rains, you know, Michael Rains. I've got to say, when he messaged me uh, a few weeks back when we were talking about this, he was saying, "Listen, I'm not a legend. I, you know, don't put me down. It's bit. You know, I don't want to be that guy because he's he's quite a humble character. Um, and when I sat down, I thought, well, what does, what does the term legend mean? Okay, look, he, he didn't win the FA Cup for us. He didn't lead us to whatever, but. When you talk about Stockport County players that have had a connection with the fans, that have bonded, that have stayed in touch with the club, Rainsy's a good lad for that. And um, you you just know he's got a story or two up his sleeve. So um, get down, get behind the lads. That is this Saturday, the 8th of December. Uh, It's freeing. You get to have a photo opportunity with you, Martin Johnston. (laughs) If you want (laughs) county fans who are out there, who want a photo with this fantastic producer, host, radio extravaganza come and get yourself a photograph with him and with any of the county legends, the 8th of December, Saturday, at the spinning top.
0: Photos with me only cost one pint. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, as you say, that's what it's all about. You you touched on it there. It's all about stories. It's about those lads telling stories. And, you know, some of them will have been heard before, but, you know, some of them won't have been heard before. Some of the people there won't have heard them. So, you know, it'll be very interactive. People will be able to ask questions. You know, I'm sure the lads will be around for... All of them will yeah. be available for pictures and selfies and everything. So, And yeah, Spinning Top I, sponsoring us the, this year. So we'll ho- hopefully we'll have another event in 2019. That's certainly what we're planning. But the Spinning Top's got the best beer in Stockport, best range of craft ales, keg and cask in a fantastic position on the A6. If you've never been down, why haven't you been down? It's always got great events, great music on. But this Saturday it's going to top them all.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for it. Do get yourself down. Um, I'd like to say you should quote something and uh, for the chance to win something. We don't have anything to give away. I've got a level seven event shirt <laughs> we can give away. Uh,
0: we'll, we can find something. We'll, we'll, we'll dig out if some you, prizes. What do we want
1: people to shout out? You've got a you've got a shout out hashtag county podcast Martin Johnston <laughs> at some point in the evening to win a, a mystery prize. A mystery prize, and I promise you, it will be dead good. It won't be that pen that's on the, the uh, that
0: Rugby League World Cup Terms and conditions it. apply. <laughs> Terms, yeah, T's and C. Check the T's and C's at the end of the programme, which won't be there. Um, <laughs> but on to uh, matters more prosaic and what we're actually here for. How's your heart? Is it unbroken? How are you feeling after the Barnet experience?
1: It was such a surreal day. Um, Barnet really was a surreal day. So where we were sitting, we we were sitting just behind the dugouts, um, next to the BBC, as you Spotted saw, you, us, yeah. you saw Spotted us that little
0: baldy head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, saw, you know, uh, was it BBC One or BBC Two we were on?
0: Um, uh, it was on BBC One, I think.
1: So we, we were sitting there, and to my to, just down in front of me uh, was Jim Gannon and John Still, two very old school, experienced guys. You know, they've been around the block; they they know what the crack is. To your right, in fact, no, let me come back to that. To your left, you had a splattering of home fans. Uh, I'm talking 500. <clears throat> absolute max dotted around various different places, you look over to your right and it as Jim Gannon beautifully puts it in the interview we 're about to hear, he speaks about the cheedland away from home that I had to pinch myself a couple of times that 's the away section it 's the biggest stand in the ground it 's completely full that 's the away section on a Sunday afternoon in London when we 've come from right up in the north where it's supposed to be dead grim so Okay, the result didn't go our way. Yeah,
0: we'll talk. We'll talk about the game um, after we've heard from Jim. But yeah, just being on, the, you know. So I was watching it, and obviously they were coming, coming back and forth. We were, we were out, and we, uh, we came back, um just as the game started, so we, we heard your build up on the radio, which was fantastic as ever. Um, but in case people think this is just county bigging themselves up, or this is just us creating a fuss, Jackie Oakley, who was reporting for the BBC from the game. Kept referencing the county fans and saying, I've never heard a noise like it. Can you hear the county fans? And she said at the end of the game, You know, I- I'm amazed that they did the noise they made throughout the game. So it's not just us, it was an amazing, amazing, as we knew it would be. Well, an amazing turnout by those fans.
1: Well, well, as we know, John Kieran is a he loves a good name drop, <laughs> uh, and of course, he knew he knew he knows Jackie. So um, quite often, when we were all off air, um, she would turn around and have a little chat with him. Uh, and I heard several times. Just look at this. Look at this. Following. Look at this. From both John and from Jackie. Uh, I don't think I got so much as a hello from her, <laughs> But I don't think I don't think she knew yeah. who I was. But um, when you get to John's age, <laughs> you know you'll know them all. You'll know them all. But um, it, it really was a sight to behold. And um, <clears throat> you know, with all that's going on, I like to think that there's 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 a good feel around the club at the moment. The football on the pitch is doing a lot of talking. There's Events like this Legends Night on Saturday, there's there's a spark in the Jim Gannon style of football that's coming out, and at the moment it's a really really good place to be. And I think if if results can pick up a little bit, which I'm sure they will do, um, we are in for a little bit of a special ride now.
0: And yeah, let's hear one of those reasons for Chris's optimism there. Let's hear his interview with Jim Gannon tonight.
1: James Thursday evening back in uh, in the warm after training on a, a wet Thursday evening. Let's start as we ever do uh, by looking back. This time it's uh, on Sunday at Barnet, uh, and you said, you mentioned a quote last weekend uh, last week where you said you want to do the fans proud. I think it's fair to say you did that last Sunday. Um, I, I knew
2: that the sort of the appetite and the energy and the effort we put in that we wouldn't let anybody down, um, and I think certainly the way we went about our, our game on. Sunday certainly showed that we had, had all those attributes. Um, unfortunately, we, the, the, those little half chances we had and those opportunities for quality crosses and set plays, just we just didn't have that little bit of quality that was needed to get the goal. Uh, so a little bit very flat after the game and, and still very disappointed that that tremendous opportunity, that tremendous situation we put ourselves in that doesn't continue. But... I suppose if I was taking solace, uh, it would be that uh, it's gone Um, and now we've got bigger prizes to seek. Um, I I love last Sunday and everything that it said about our team and our club and we want more and the only way we're going to get that is is getting promoted. So that journey begins now.
1: You mentioned everything it did for our club on Sunday and just the stand full of Stockport County fans. We were the away side. You had to kind of remind yourself of that a couple of times. Is that just what the players and, and yourself in many ways would have needed, looking over and seeing that support behind you? You've got young players in the squad who've probably not seen that before. You've got experience, experienced players, and it's a bit of a throwback or a reminder of what the club can offer. Was it was it good for everyone involved to see that huge support?
2: Yeah, uh, but I think uh, we see that every week at Essie Park. You may not feel as magnificent because they're spread around Edgeley Park but uh, we've had tremendous support here this season, some great crowds, mm-hmm. um, far bigger than what we got on Sunday but to see a, a wall of county fans, to, to have a, if for want of a better expression, a Cheadle End away from home was just a sight to behold um, and for me it was magnificent the way, they, just the, the atmosphere and the energy that they gave, uh, you know, the, the whole occasion was brilliant. Um, and I, just, I think it just reminds our players that they're, they're playing for a special club, a club where, that belies their situation in the league and, and has much more than this level. Um, but what we have to do now is work really hard because I'm sure that if anything come out of Sunday, is a massive appetite amongst the staff and all the players to see that again and to play higher and to bring that
1: kind of crowd out every week. You mentioned bigger prizes to seek. Does that give as if they needed any more motivation. Does that give the players the fire in the belly now to carry on the run, take it into the league and climb up the table?
2: I think I think it was really important that we sort of moved on from Sunday. You know, take all the memories, cut out the clippings, you know, talk it over um, and build that bank of memories. But now there's bigger memories to be built now. I think if we work extremely hard and put in the professionalism and the effort that we have in the FA Cup, I think we can have great prizes in the league. I think we're seeing glimpses of a side that has the potential to beat top sides in this division, um, to win away from home um, and to perform week in, week out. Um, And we need to get back to that form and and get on. I mean, we've got a massive 29 days ahead with nine games, a lot of them against sides uh, above us at the moment. So it's in our own hands. It's a massive challenge, but a massive opportunity now to really get going in the league because... We need to start uh, moving up um, on the rails or on the outside of that pack and start getting into the uh, the top five, top three, and um, because that's where we want to be, and that's ultimately our
1: objective for this season. So a very physically demanding game last weekend. How the how is the health of the squad? What shape are we in now? Now we're back from training. Yeah,
2: we had a couple of um, doubts on Tuesday. I mean, Ben Hinchcliffe took a heavy knock. um, Elliot um soldiered on with what was you could tell he wasn't quite himself for much of the game because of a a bang he got on his achilles stroke ankle um and it all ballooned up um so both of them sat out tuesday but both of them trained very well tonight so um i'm delighted i have to give great credit to the luke and nick and all the players their professional has and being brilliant uh to have a fully fit squad going into this game and and everybody looking in great condition and uh really motivate is, is, is a fantastic position for me as a manager.
1: So we look ahead to Chester, uh, they're coming into town on Saturday, what do we know about the visitors? Well
2: I mean John Owen and Bernard have, have had a, a great track record um, both at Ramsbottom and Salford and bringing them up to the you know top of this division um, and they deserve the right to get another opportunity to manage at this level. Um, And and they're doing a very good job at Chester. You know, it's no no easy task to take over a team that's fallen down a division, reassemble the squad uh, and to be competitive before Christmas. And they're in the top three. Uh, They had a, up until last weekend, they had a shaky three games, but they've, you know, bounced back with a great win with 10 men. Um, So they've done brilliant. Uh, They've relied very much on players that they know and trust from both Ramsbottom, like the likes of Gary Stopford, and players from Salford. Uh, Livesey's and Housen's and the uh, Simon Grant's players that they've worked with and, and they give them a, a real hardcorder experience and players that have got the know-how of this division and they've, they've added um, some good loan players um, they've got the likes of Asante who's had a great stra- start last Saturday with Hattrick and Dan Mooney who are like um, so they've, they've added really well and um, but they're, they're a good side um, and doing well um, and they're a threat but I also think they're a team that we can beat here at Edgeley and the, the challenge for us now is to get back and um, show what we've done in so many games in the last 12 or 14 matches and um, just get amongst them. And It's a local derby, but more important than that, it's a massive six-pointer. It's a game where if we win, we close the gap to six points with two games in hand and where they are in the top three is where we want to get to in the next sort of seven, eight, nine games and if we can do that, then we put ourselves in a great position come the turn of the year.
1: You mentioned Gary Stopford there, fans' favourite when he was here. What's it like as a manager coming up against a player that was so charismatic?
2: G- Gary, Gary's done great, and it was a strange one when he left us. Um, he had, a, I think, he had a, a couple of offers to go full time, and uh, it was a strange one when he left us to sign for Col I think um, perhaps over the winter, um, the travel and the work commitments of both jobs took its toll on him. Um, And I think that that's always a danger with with part-time players. Um, But obviously, Bernard and Jono talked him out of Colne. He deserves to be playing at a higher level. I've seen him a couple of matches this season. He's he's at FFS and Gary, you know, loads of energy. And he'd be really looking forward to coming here. Um, Not to prove us wrong, but just I'm sure he's enjoyed every moment of his time here at HD Park. and, um, And to come in the game that's going to have so much energy, he'll suit Gary. So, uh, it'd be good to see him um, and I think he's certainly one of their players that'll uh, be a player to watch but um, and it just add to the whole sense of it being a, a fantastic game. I mean, you've got to remember it's Chester um, that we're playing. It's a local derby. It's a, you know, it's a top of the table clash we hope uh, come the end of the season and um, for us it's going to be a tremendous game, a, a brilliant game for us to bounce back from Sunday.
1: Well, you mentioned the top of the table clash come the end of the season where you want to be at the end of the year. Looking at that run of fixtures as you say, most of those teams are above us. Can you see us really gaining ground now on the top two or three spots in the league? Well,
2: what the Blythe game showed us is you can't take any games in hand lightly. They're all—I mean, to go to Spennymoor on a Tuesday night—it's a tough ask. Um, this is assuming that weather conditions don't play their part. Uh, we've already seen games getting called off at of Spennymoor, but at the moment we've got to concentrate on Chester. And then um, if we can get, so it's going to be a massive three points for us because it closes the gap on all those sides. And then um, we just keep chalking away those games in hand, and if we can maximise them over the next two weeks, um, obviously the the Ashton game is going to be reliant upon the outcome of the <clears throat> Alstonum uh, game, whether there's a replay. Um, but for us, um, you know, Chester and Spennymoor is a game where, you know, uh, if you get nothing, then you're you're looking at uh, a very very difficult uh, position. If you get maximum of four or six points then you're looking at being right in the prime position to keep working at those that game in hand or two and and just churning over the points and working your way into the top five top three and then then it's anybody's uh, anybody's championship this year
1: just finally jim uh news came out this week that jake kirby's going to be staying out till the end of the month just where does he stand in your future plans
2: well jake is a player that we um we obviously had um we signed on a two-year deal um, we knew that he'd uh, missed a lot of football he's a player that everybody's seen here at you park and he's got tremendous quality um but a little bit like darren stevenson when he came to us last year we have to kind of like take stock of the amount of time he's missed um i think warrenton have given us a fantastic opportunity for him to play at a reasonable level um you know a good level and he's played some great games not just in in, in the level below us but also in the fa cup against higher place teams and, um, you know, I've been to see him a couple of times, um, constantly monitoring his progress. He trains with us regularly on a Monday. Uh, he's getting fitter and sharper. How much fitter and sharper he can get, I'm sure he will. He's um, very much part of our plans. Um, at the moment, we've got a fully fit squad. And what I don't want to do is take Jake away from playing regularly uh, to sit in the stand or sit in the bench or or to be a bit part player. He's, he's had a taste of that. He's, he's enjoying regular football. Uh, his time will come. Um, whether it's in the next month or no, I don't know. But uh, it's a long, hard season ahead. There's a lot of football to be played, and I think Jake Kirby will play a big part of that, especially at the turn of the year.
1: Excellent, Jim. Thanks very much. All the best for Saturday. Thanks so much.
0: So, Chris, yeah, a very, uh, very upbeat Jim Gannon, and you know why wouldn't you be? Um, you know that was not the result you wanted, but you know, really go down there make a name for yourself the fans made a name for themselves the club made a name for themselves and really you know a good performance but not the good result
1: well i, I kicked off the the interview with him deliberately by referencing a quote from his previous uh, interview where I i said you closed the interview by saying we want to go and do the fans proud i said all of those fans all of those 1800 fans will you know they they believe that you've done them proud there is no, there won't be a single fan in there that won't have taken immense pride from from what they you know from leaving the hive on, on Sunday afternoon. So that's that's how we kicked it off. And the, what struck me was his professionalism. In okay, he, he was there to appreciate the moment, but he wasn't looking for a pat on the back. Um, quite quickly, he turned that around then to say, "Yeah, it was great." But now we've got to move on. He said I think his actual words, if you go back and listen, was something along the lines of the solace is it, it is now we can forget it. You know, we can take the clippings out, we can take the headlines, put them in a frame, and then you can move on because uh, we've got a bigger prize at stake this season. You know, the the FA Cup will never have been on the on the board agenda, you know, from the beginning of the season, go and win the FA Cup. That was that you know, that would never have been on there. Get promotion, however, would have been. Now Jim Cannon in his interview Despite all the opportunity to speak about Barnett and gloss over that league position, he addresses it straight away without me asking him to. He starts saying that, you know, by the end of the year, by the turn of the year, you know, early January, he's eyeing those top three or four spots. That's a guy who uh, I can't even speak about the ambition in him because we're so far out away from that at the moment. And these are not easy games we've got coming up. We're not playing the relegation fodder. You know, we're playing. The, uh, six of the next nine games are teams above us. So um he's such an ambitious character, such a guy that's got belief in his squad. You know, it's not blind ambition. He's he's built a real nucleus of players here that will fight for one another. We saw that on Sunday against Barnett, we saw it against Yeovil, where they came from behind. You know, I've got to remind yeah, you, yeah, you know, they, they played a team in the league and they came from behind to win. Um so why would you bet against that now? Okay. Um, we didn't quite have that little bit of craft just to get the ball over the line. Believe you me, that roof would still be flying through the air now oh. had a goal gone in, uh, certainly in front of it last Sunday. It wasn't to be, but you know, let's take a leaf from the gaffer's book now. Let's forget it. We've got the we've got the photos, we've got the memories, we've all got our own stories from the night before or the day after. And now we can look forward and say, I can't wait to climb up the league table.
0: And what was it? what was it? About? Because obviously, as I said, you know, they were flicking between games, so I couldn't really get a sense of the game. You know, they showed County throwing the kitchen sink at one stage, <coughs> but but what was it? Why couldn't they break Barnet down? Tell us about the actual game.
1: Um, so if I'm honest, it was a tale of ifs and buts. Um, if Scott Duxbury is playing in that game, does the cross even beat Sam Minahan who I thought had a very good game, but in a position that wasn't his own? No. The, the, you know Scott probably closes closes that cross down. If it happened to you know if it was any other cross in the game, does that go in? Well, probably not. No, because Ash Palmer was back on the pitch for every other cross. He just so happened to be off the pitch getting a bit of treatment for that one cross that he's missed. So all of a sudden you're thinking, well, two big factors have gone against you there. Um, you look at the rest of the day you think, if Matty Warburton fully fit is playing, you know, are we going to get a goal? Yeah, probably. If Elliot Osborne, which, again, to the gaffer's credit and to the rest of the squad's play, it wasn't known, there was no excuses after the game, but it turns out Elliot Osborne actually got quite a knock in the game. You know, he was struggling for the majority of his time on the pitch. If that hadn't happened, you know, could he have run the game the same way he did against Yeovil? Yeah, probably. So, ifs, buts, maybes, um, it's football at the end of the day. Um, The game got away from us. I thought County created chance after chance after chance, but they weren't sharp enough. Yeah. They didn't have they didn't have just that final if you talk about legends we didn't have the Luke Beckett. You know, the guy who largely didn't offer anything on the pitch apart from being the guy who put the ball in the back of the net. He was in the right place at the right time every time. Um that's what we lacked and I think that's no that's not unfair to say about Frank Mulhern who I thought had a good game up front but Barnett very much to quote John Kieran at the weekend played like the away team. You know they sat back, sat back, four five one, sat back, sat back, sat back, and then bang, hit you on the counter. Well, if you've got a team like Barnet, very physical, very big, very tall, and, and fit and rangy, if you've got one guy plowing at them, and you know that's not to do our own taxes a disservice because we've got one guy because we've played it so well to get up the pitch. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't to be. And um, I think if anything, the positive county can take from it the way they've handled themselves against Barnet level above the way they've handled themselves against Yeovil two levels above if and when promotion does happen I think County can maintain at that level because um, we've not been outclassed twice it's not happened it's not happened once so there's, there's a lot of positive stuff there
0: yeah absolutely as you say you could know, quite easily hold their own at, at that level given those two performances and I think Barnett had come into it with a honest a home streak as well you know so People haven't been going there in the league and, and, you know, been finding it easy. So, yeah, esteemed company and, you know, a good a good account of themselves. So who was the man in that game?
1: Uh, I would say that um, the, the broad consensus, if you like, Ash Palmer was, was the man of the day and it was probably telling that they scored on the only time he was off the pitch, um, getting treatment that made him rather resemble... Um, the the classic Terry Butcher look, mm-hmm. you know the bandage around the head the bloody um, shirt and, and whatnot um, he was a guy who was putting everything on the line and if I'm honest <clears throat> Ash Palmer along with a couple of other new signings hasn't hasn't always lived up to what could be you know so at glimpses at times he's shown um, to be absolute mustard as some people would say absolute level above other times. Seems to struggle to get the pace of the ball. You know, wins everything in the air, but his ground game might not be up there. But I thought on Saturday, uh, sorry on Sunday, uh, I thought he did everything um, required of him. You know, he was the leader at the back. He was able to bring the ball out from the back and play up the field, and you know, cut out the man who's trying to play between the lines and 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 all everything that, that is a centre half and a leader's job. So. Um, The man for last week, we've got to go to stalwart, you've got to say, uh, Ash Palmer.
0: So we're in December now. Um, It's tough. December's tough. Lots of games to come. Lots of football to be played. As you say, you know, Jim, he's determined to be, you know, I I like the phrase in the conversation. County, if you look at the conversation at the moment, it's kind of happening kind of on the other side of the room. We've got to move up the table a bit, Mm -hmm. up the buffet, you know, get to the sausage rolls, (laughs) get past the quiche. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> and and then, you know, they're going to be in the conversation, but a decent Christmas, very much, you know. And as you say, there's the building blocks are there. Things are, you know, things are, are going in the right direction for, for that to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think uh, a month from now, we will know infinitely more than we do now. And the reason I say that is we've got um, nine games in 29 days. I mean, this is the other way around then. 29 games in nine days. <laughs> Ridiculous, but um, no, we've got nine for English football. (laughs) Nine games in in 29 days is is no mean feat. So we're going to have to see Jim get very clever with his squad and move players around, and you know fringe players get a run, and popular players are going to have to be dropped to just to keep freshness and and levels up. Um, But what it does do is it allows your game and hands to be clawed back. It allows you to get some of the tough games out the way, and really, there there is a reason a lot of people say. You know, you look at the league at Christmas and you can kind of get a feel of how it's gonna finish. Jim's talking about getting up to third, fourth, fifth spots by the turn of the year, which I think is gotta love the ambition. And and I've, you know, just this season alone learned my lesson about questioning that. Um, you know, tactics or the um the idea of where we could potentially go to because every time I've I've made a call it's been proven wrong. So I'm just gonna shut up, sit back and watch it because I think I've seen the homework he puts into teams. Doesn't take any game lightly, be it under-19s, be it friendlies, be it you know youth, whatever's. You know, this is a guy who breathes the job. Um, So I'm I'm confident that we're going to move up the table. I'm confident if he says he believes we can do it, then I I believe him and I want to see it.
0: Well, I think one of one of the things you you can rarely level at Jim Gannon. You know, okay, performances go awry, things don't always go to plan, but it's very rare that you come away from a game thinking he's picked the wrong side there. You know, uh, you know, given and sometimes maybe not the right guy started or not the right in a certain position or you know it's a tough call because you know at this level you never get a player who's like fantastic for the whole season or you may might get one or two. You know, you're having to manage. Kind of form you having to manage fitness, you having to manage loans and stuff like that. But I, I genuinely think it's very rare that you think you know that's not the right side.
1: But again, I mean, you look at how he gets that result, and even that's not by accident. Every player he brings in seems to have two or three positions that they can move around to, so you have that flexibility. I remember Dave Conlon once saying before a game, you know, we we went and asked him, "What's the team lineup, Dave? You know, what what's the formation? What's?" And he told us, and he says, "But." As you know, within thirty seconds it could be something completely different once he's seen how they line up. So um, we do have that in our arsenal, so to speak, to be able to adapt and move, and you know the right guy plays on the left, and the number ten drops to the number four, and you know any any of that kind of um, structure. So that hasn't come by accident. You know, yeah, sometimes we've seen perhaps he shouldn't have played, perhaps you know we should have gone four four two instead of four three three or whatever, but. Um, more often than not uh, we, we don't come away saying he's been outclassed there or he's been outthought
0: Chester Saturday a uh, local derby, it's one of the old uh, local derbies, hasn't happened for a while but you know it was a, always a tasty fixture in the past, how do you see uh, Saturday?
1: <clears throat> Looking forward to it Chester on a good run, County on the momentum of Barnet um, the Chester managers Bernard and Jono very um, Popular is the wrong word, but very strong opinions <laughs> around the Stockport County ranks. Uh, I like the guys, for what it's worth. I've worked with the guys before, and I think I think they're they sound. Um, Good value, guys. I would say. Is yeah, the phrase. But, but they're it's lovely the, the the pantomime villains, if you like, <clears> have come to town uh, in Christmas um, in in December. So I look forward to that. Gary Stockforth, of course, um, the main man at Edgeley Park for a long time. You know, he's now pulling the strings in the middle of the field at uh, Chester so I think well you look at who's he going to be up against Elliot Osborne Paul Turnbull Jordan Keane Sam Walker Matty Warburton I look forward to seeing those battles Fascinating Yeah uh, I look forward to seeing that and I think um, you know w- when all the silliness is aside I don't think Bernard and Jono and I don't think any of the fans will ever go back at them there's any real malice in there but it's going to happen you know the excitement is going to happen at the side of the pitch there's going to be goading from both sides there's going to be um you know, a little bit of finger-wagging, but uh, that's w- what we love about it, um, and because of that, I predict it should be quite an exciting game. I've spoken to a lot of players who have played with Bernard and Jono over the years, um, and, you know, I've asked them, you know, what's the difference between Jim and them, or other managers that they played with and them, um, maybe John Flanagan or whatever, and, um a lot of the players seem to say the same thing. There's less focus on specific tactics. Don't get me wrong; they cover the basics, but there's a, there's less on specific tactics, and it's more the camaraderie. Come on, lads, big it up! Let's go! Let's go! Um, so, because of that, you rarely see them in a dull game. And I think when you've got the the, um, the passionate tactician against the up and atom. It's, it's just got the makings of a of a classic, especially like you say, it's one of the old school derbies as well that stems back to the league days. So there's no shame in saying this is a derby because it is. Um, two teams at the at the level they shouldn't be at, um, battling it out. Uh, you know, top of the table clash, as Jim called it. Hopefully, come the end of the season. So, I, I want to really look forward to it and say.
0: So, who's you want to watch? I presume it's going to be somebody from the midfield because you're going to keep, be keeping an eye on Gary at the same time and kind of you know what they do about you know they'll they'll know very well so the one to
1: watch for me at the moment is Adam Thomas Um, he's gone from strength to strength to strength you know he's a player who was booed ridiculously booed for winning Man of the Match um, a month or two ago he's he's a player who is I feel had to work a bit harder to prove himself Um, he's a player who fans will easily turn to because he doesn't have the goal scoring levels of Danny Lloyd in years gone by or Matty Warburton or or players like that and you think um I think he's now starting to show his worth he's, he's popping up with goals assists he's winning everything he's tracking back he's just he's just everything um, so for me can't wait to see him play on on, on Saturday uh, the one to watch is Adam Thomas
0: so after that and yeah I think you're right it's bound to be a fantastic game there'll be there'll be incidents galore um, you know hopefully there'll be a lot of goals as well and it'll be a great one for kind of kicking off Christmas for the county fans what time should people get down to the spinning top
1: get there well there is a county quiz I'm told going on beforehand uh, so you might want to get stuff. there you might want to get there um, earlier I th- someone said six um, that's obviously with the- I don't know who's putting that on that's not with us but um, get yourself down there for it Yeah. Uh, we will be kicking off proceedings at eight o'clock um, you and I will have a chat on stage um, and then we'll start to introduce the legends, um, one by one, bring them up on the stage, and, and, and you know, really get some good conversation going. But eight o'clock is is our kickoff time, um, so we look forward to seeing everybody at eight on the eighth.
0: So if you are able, willing, and able, and up for it, you can get there straight from the game and uh, enjoy the quiz, and then enjoy us. But if you want to go home, freshen up, come and join us at eight o'clock, and buy us a pint. Chris, thanks. Cheers.